Money Show. The Africa Business Report. Well, Liesl Lowe-Vaudren is an Africa analyst, a freelance journalist, joins us on the line from Johannesburg this evening. Liesl, good to have you on the Money Show this evening with our Africa Business Report. Um, you've been to Ethiopia fairly recently, and uh, there was a big investment conference there as well. Uh, are we doing lots of trade with Ethiopia, South Africans? That's right. Uh, hello, Bruce. The trade with uh, Ethiopia isn't that big. I mean, 850 million uh, rand is not a lot of trade um, at this stage. But there are a lot of opportunities. I mean, there was a lot of excitement here at this uh, conference last week where the Deputy Minister of Trade, Haile Tadesi, spoke at KPMG, and it was very well attended because Ethiopia has been growing. It's one of the uh, good uh, Africa rising stories on the continent, actually. You know, people think of Ethiopia as an impoverished place, but if you drive around Addis Ababa, uh, it's amazing, really, the infrastructure developments and the urban railway links and so on. Um, and, And South Africans are interested. For now... South African breweries, PPC Cement uh, is there, and uh, Vodacom apparently also interested in getting involved. There are opportunities. Um, The Chinese are very, very big in in Ethiopia with manufacturing. There's what they call a shoe city. (laughs) Uh, What what a big manufacturing facility for shoes. Yes, absolutely. Leather goods and, and shoes. Um, it's it's really amazing. Apparently, Ethiopia has got very cheap electricity. The minister also spoke of uh, cheap labour, um, and uh, yeah, I mean, Ethiopia does have its its challenges. Um, it uh, it is not a big democracy. It's not known for that on the continent, um, but and, and very much state led uh, uh, economy, although. Uh, you know, they're following the Chinese model, I think. But, uh, um, yeah, 90, 90 million people in Ethiopia. It's one of the most populated countries on the continent. So there are, there are many opportunities. Uh, it's really interesting watching the evolution of Ethiopia, of course. Mm. 20 years ago, a basket case. And today, really good growth rates coming through there with investments, as you say, from SAB and PPC, amongst mm. others, coming through there. And then, of course, Burkina Faso is not a country we ever think about very much, except when there's an enormous popular uprising and what a week it has been in Burkina Faso. It's incredible really. No one could have predicted that Blaise Compare after 27 years in power just you know, fled the country last Friday um, and uh, and yes there were initial fears that the instability uh, political instability you know would affect uh, the business environment it is, it is a rather poor country as you say I mean landlocked um, it is Africa's fourth largest gold produ- producer though and Rand Gold is there it also produces cotton um, like Mali uh, its neighbour very good, good cotton but um, for now it looks as if the army is in charge the African Union has said they've got two weeks to return the country to civilian rule. And there's, there's, there's quite a lot of stability. I mean, uh, we haven't seen um, great upheaval as we saw, for example, the Arab Spring, you know, in 2011 when 
Egypt and Tunisia and Libya and those countries, they, they went for weeks and the whole economy, you know, came to a standstill. This hasn't happened in Burkina Faso. Uh, what's the African Union going to do about it if Burkina Faso doesn't go back to civilian rule in two or three weeks? <laughs> um, th- that, that's an issue, surely? Yes. Um, now, the African Union can impose sanctions. They can, uh, well, sanctions, um, for example, suspending it from the African Union, which won't affect the military in power. But the region can cut uh, Burkina Faso off and as I say landlocked they are very dependent on their neighbours um, this did happen in Mali when there was a coup uh, and now recently the ECOWAS neighbours just simply closed the you know uh, the borders so um, it sanctions can work against Burkina Faso but we know that uh, military leaders do have that tendency of you know overstaying their welcome and saying oh we, you know we'll We'll take let the civilians take over, and that never happens. So we'll we'll, we'll just have to wait and see. Uh, and then uh, David Attenborough, those of us who are fond of wildlife documentaries, are used to him sitting in jungles whispering very quietly about the lesser spotted genitor, whatever it is that he's doing. But he's actually becoming quite a political activist in the Democratic Republic of Congo, uh, Congo which is interesting. Yes, yes, absolutely. Now, he has joined this campaign against the oil exploration in the eastern DRC um, by a British company, Soko Oil. Uh, this is after a, a report by Global Witness, the human rights organization called Drillers in the Midst, because, <laughs> um, in the midst of, because of yes. the um, mountain gorillas there in this Virunga Park in the eastern DRC that are being threatened by the oil exploration. And you know the eastern DRC with all the mining, illegal mining going on there, fueling the violence. It is really a tragic case of, of a fabulously rich area of the continent that, that is just, you know, um, so affected by by these, this illegal activity. And, and so, yeah, there is a boycott. Apparently, Bishop Tutu has spoken out, Richard Branson, uh, and many others against uh, the oil exploration in, in this Virunga Park. Lisa Lowe-Vaudrin, thanks very much. The Africa Analyst, freelance journalist with the Africa Business Report this Tuesday night.